yes, happy Palm Sunday to everybody. You're not going to hear a traditional Palm Sunday message this morning. We've been on this theme about faith, and I'm just continuing to stir up our faith. Stir up our faith. And I'm stirring up my own faith, too. And so this is very important. I want to I want to preach to you a word of faith, a word of faith of living what, what I'm calling living an unshakable life. Can you imagine living a life that is absolutely unshakable, unstoppable, that because of your faith, God's church needs to be strong in the faith and to contend for the faith in these times. We have a lot of storms. We have a lot of resistance. We have a lot of opposition, more than I've ever seen in my lifetime. And it comes from all waves, all angles, everywhere we go, we face the negativity of, of uh, the opposition against our faith. The enemy's trying to destroy our faith. He will. He'll try to destroy your faith. But we can live an unshakable life. What is an unshakable life? I'll just read this to you. It's built on living on the unshakable word of God. It becomes a life that is anchored. It's immovable. It's indestructible. It's a life that is constantly, totally dependent on the abiding presence of God, the anointing of God. And it's walking in his Holy Spirit each and every day. And it's living a kingdom of God lifestyle. You know you're a person of the kingdom of God, right? And we, we don't walk the way the world walks. We walk a different walk. And we live a different lifestyle, a kingdom that is not of this world. And because of that, it is the kingdom. The kingdom, it, we live in a kingdom that is unshakable. So, of course, we can live that. It's a lively faith. You know, it's what Jesus told us about when he gave the Sermon on the Mount and he gave all of those, all of those particular teachings. And then he gets to the end in Matthew 7, verse 24. Reading out of the good news, he said, So then... He's, he's preached for like, for, for our reference, it's been like three chapters <laughs> there in Matthew, the Sermon on the Mount. He said, so then anyone who hears these words of mine and obeys them, he's got to put in the and obeys them. Obedience is everything. He's like this wise man who built his house on rock. The rain poured down, the rivers flooded over, and the wind blew hard against that house. But it did not fall because it was built on the rock. It was an unshakable life. It was a solid life because it was built upon the words of God, the word of God. And that faith was in that word. Verse 26, anyone who hears these words of mine and does not obey them is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain poured down, the rivers flooded over, the wind blew hard against the house, and it fell. And oh, what a terrible, 
terrible fall that was. When Jesus finished saying these things, the crowd was amazed at the way he taught. Why? Because he wasn't like the teachers of the law. Instead, he taught with authority. They didn't realize it was the word speaking to them. The very word of God in flesh speaking to them. He wasn't a parrot. He wasn't an imitator of somebody else's words. He was the word speaking with authority. So an unshakable life. I go to the life of David. King David, of course we love to go to King David for all kinds of reasons, but when you talk about living a life of faith that is unshakable, did David have a need to be, have so much faith in God that he would not be shaken? Well, in Psalm 27, I love the whole chapter of, of Psalm 27. To be honest with you, I actually preached a whole series on Psalm 27. This is a little piece of that. Psalm 27, verse 1 to 3. Before we go there, of course, this was written because, think about David, everything was against him. Really, everything was against him. Saul was after him. You know, there were others after him. And he writes this, The Lord is my light and salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and foes, they stumbled and fell. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart, listen to what he says, my heart shall not fear. The war may rise against me. In this, I will be confident. David lived a life of faith that he had to cling to his God when everything was against him. His life was constantly in danger. And really, when that comes up, Yet he would always find a way. David would always find a way. As he did in Ziglag, when we remember that story. He found a way that no matter how dark it got, no matter how difficult it got, he was unshakable because he would reach deep down inside and say, I'm going to encourage myself in the Lord. David had this way of really knowing it was God in him. David had no allies in seasons of his life. There were some seasons he did, but this particular time, it was dark. It was lonely. And he found a way to encourage himself. So an unshakable life. You know, when we talk about faith, It is important that we not only believe, but we speak. Our language changes. We're going to go there in a moment, but faith does have a language. 
Faith has a narrative. Faith has a verbiage that comes out of our mouth that makes it powerful. So, this is actually a declaration I would hope that we would learn today. To live an unshakable life, I have a declaration today. I will have a narrative today that you know what? I will live strong. I will live life strong. And you know what? You are strong, but we'll have to get stronger. We will have to get stronger. You know, I've lifted weights for years, off and on with various different modalities and things. And I can tell you that we all, anyone that's exercising or lifting weights, they go through what is called adaptation. That means you flatline. You, you know, you've lifted 50 pounds on that exercise for years. And you're not getting any stronger. And there's only one way that you get stronger. Is to do the very thing that you dread. And you resist. And that is, you need to lift heavier weight. You may not do the same number of reps, and that's what you don't like. Because you want to increase that weight. And you know if you increase that weight... You can no longer do 12 reps. I have to do shorter reps. I have to do a lower number. But that weight will increase your strength. And I, living, a, living an unshakable life means that we must continue to get stronger. Why? Because the opposition will become harder. It just will. The enemy and life in its nature just does that. So, say this with me. I will live strong. I will live strong. So that's a declaration. Lord, I will live strong for you. I will live strong in the faith. I will not, be, I will not faint. I'm not going to faint. I'm not going to be feeble. I will have strength and power greater than average or even what is expected of me. I'm going to even be stronger than what has been expected. I will be able to stand firm. I will be able to sustain any and all attacks. I will endure because I am established. I am established in God. I am well fortified in God. This... Uh, talk about your identity. You know who you are. I am stronger. I am more mighty than my enemies. They will not, they cannot prevail. Why? Because I'm the one who lives an unshakable life because of my God, that who he is in my life and on my life. I know who I belong to. He can't touch me. I will be strong. So what does it mean to live strong? What does it mean to live strong? Well, when you talk about declarations, when you talk about faith, the nature of faith, 
the character of faith. One thing that I always say and I have to say to myself, faith always is a choice. Your choice. Yes, you do have a choice. I don't care how miserable you are. I don't care how difficult things are. There is something inside of you that God has put you. You you carry within you the second greatest force in the universe. Second to God. So this is another little saying I like to tell people. You carry inside of you the second greatest force in the universe. Second only to God. And that is your free will. That is God-given. We always say God created. We are created in the image of God. Well, you know what the part of the image of God is? It's called free will. That's God. God can choose. He does choose. And what he chooses is. That's it. So you imagine that God deposits that inside of us, especially when it comes to our faith, that faith is a choice. There are people going around, you know, that just as sure as their choice accepts Jesus, their choice also rejects Jesus. Even though they would say, I'm not rejecting Jesus. Well, if you're not accepting him, then you're rejecting him. That's why Jesus could say, look, either you're for me or you're against me. Your choice. If you reject, then your choice has been made. Whether it was so-called intentional or not. But you you knew exactly what you were doing. So, but that the power of this and the power of faith and the power of living in the unshakable life and saying you will be strong, it is that statement in itself, it, it shouts, it screams with your choice, doesn't it? I will. When you get to say, I will. I will or I won't. Both of them are, both of them are a choice. So, faith is a choice. Faith chooses faith. Faith chooses faith. There's also a language of the kingdom. Faith has a voice. I mentioned this earlier. Faith has a voice. It's spoken. It's the language. You know, sometimes there is, unfortunately, there's, there's, there's a lot of overlap between church lingo and kingdom lingo and for some reason they've they've we've had a tendency to just blend them all together but the kingdom does have language that is needed in our faith the language of the kingdom of god you know when we pray we 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 sometimes when we have our prayer meetings here and we read out of Jesus' prayer to us, let your kingdom come. Jesus said to pray, let your kingdom come. Do we have any idea what a powerful prayer that would be? For God's kingdom to actually come. 
come and not just be present? Because the kingdom is here, now, right now. But when you pray, let your kingdom come. Let your kingdom come. Let your kingdom be visible. Let the invisible kingdom become visible. So let your kingdom come is a manifestation of what the kingdom of God is like. That culture. So your kingdom come, and so we're praying for his will. His kingdom, his will. His kingdom, his will. This is the language of faith. I pray with faith that I expect, have an expectancy that when we pray the prayer, we will see his kingdom come and let his will be done. Next week, of course, we're introducing the miraculous of all things. The resurrection is going to introduce our theme on the miraculous because what better word can we come up with to associate it with God? and his kingdom. Everything is miraculous. Nothing is ordinary. Nothing is natural. Nothing is normal. It is anything and everything but the miraculous. It's his king's dominion. It's our king's authority. It's our king's power. It's our king's will. Let your kingdom come. We're praying for the dominion, the authority, the power and his will to be done. And the kingdom of God, what else is it? I'm going to give you some words to feed your faith. Feed your faith. The kingdom of God is miracles. The manifestation of miracles. That's why sometimes we don't even... I'm not saying we shouldn't pray for miracles. We should pray for miracles. But Jesus understood if you will pray... For my kingdom to come. Do you realize what it comes with? Do you you realize really the full picture of the kingdom world that you are asking to come in and invade and manifest? Because with it will come miracles without even asking for it. And his will will be done. Miracles. Healings. Jesus' ministry, we know he would come around and people would get healed because the king had come with his kingdom. People get healed. Signs, wonders, I'm glad that's a very vague, unspecific term. Signs, wonders. That's like a blank check. You don't even know what it's for. Signs, signs will always have purpose. But signs will be signs for the occasion that God's trying to accomplish. Wonders. It's not to just get people to scratch their head and wonder. No, they're powerful. They're evident. 
signs and wonders, the supernatural. So I hope that we could we could just begin to have a fresh new vision of what the church of Jesus is. A basic fresh vision for our church. We think about inviting people and then we think about people coming in. What do we really hope for them? For them to be saved and to come to knowledge of the truth? Absolutely, we do. And perhaps it could be argued that's the most important thing, that they become a child of God and they become a part of the kingdom of God. But honestly, I'm, I would hope it would be something bigger than that, greater than that, that they would experience truly what it is to be a citizen of the kingdom of God and be in a place where God shows up, where his kingdom shows up, and they begin to see and experience miracles, healings, deliverances, supernatural provision, multiplication, healing of a heart, deliverance of a spirit and soul, something that is just beyond words, the kingdom of God. Because now we've entered into what we churches, we cut love to call, it's an atmosphere, it's a culture, it's an environment, not of people, but the kingdom of God that takes place. And what happens when that begins to let loose, all of a sudden you begin to have expectations. Because right now we don't have much. Not really. We can talk about it. We can say we want it. And I do. But boy, may this thing, once it starts to get birth, you get hungry for more. And your faith starts to rise. And your expectation begins to rise. And you begin to have a fresh look at what church can be. All right, let me throw some other words out. They won't be on a slide. Faith is a choice. Faith has a language. Faith has words. These words, these are all, this is, these are all a language from the kingdom of God. Miraculous, yes. Wonderful. A surprising event. A marvel. A stunner. Supernatural occurrence. Unusualness. I like it in the book of Acts when it describes Paul. We know that it said that there were unusual occurrences of miracles going on. Didn't tell us what they were. I mean, yeah, no, it wasn't just the handkerchiefs. Amazing, astonishing, astounding. It's awesome. It's extraordinary. It's fabulous. It's incredible. It's spectacular. It's superhuman. It's unbelievable. It's unimaginable. It's unreal. It's wonder working. 
<laughs> is it possible the kingdom of God can be, we're part of the ungeneration with unusual, unbelievable, all of those things come to us. So, let me skip. Let me begin to close. I am going to close. <laughs> We're going to live strong. We're going to live strong by declaring who God is. You said, I will, I will live strong. I will live an unshakable life. But I will live strong because I am declaring I am saying, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. My God is. Hebrews 11, we read it. He who comes to God must believe that he is. But he is what? He is what? He is so many things. When, Jesus, when God revealed to Moses, his name was the I am. I am, dot, dot, dot. I am. And then we respond back and say, he is. God says, I am. I say, he is. Yeah, that is the connection of agreement, of faith. Do you realize that's what confession is? It says, confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. Confession is simply not, not spilling out your sins. It's actually coming into an agreement. So I'm going to say and believe God is. What did David say in Psalm 27? God is my light. He is my light. God is my salvation. That word salvation there in the Hebrew, it's about deliverance and rescue and safety and welfare. God is. I will declare, no matter what the enemy does, the Lord is my light. Everybody's running around in the dark today. Not God's people. They shouldn't be. We are not people of the darkness. We are people of the light. And we see through the light of our God. Not my light, his light. Because he's that light that puts light both at my feet for the here and now, for the step I'm taking. It was very deliberate, that imagery in Psalms, where the Lord is a word is a lamp unto my feet. And a light. And to my path. So it's not only here. It's out there. People are looking for your light. They have no light of their own. But you have a light that they can walk in. And let them know. He's my salvation. He's my strength. And he's my confidence. All right. Go to the last. Do we have a slide with all these declarations? 
They're on different slides. Okay. Then we'll keep it that way. These are statements, declarations. Let's stand together. Declarations of living a life strong. I will live strong. So you'll notice that every one of those is faith. A word, a statement of faith that you are speaking and you're saying, I will. Let's read this together. I will live strong in the power of God's might and power. Second, I will live strong in my seasons of weakness. For when I am weak, then I am strong. I will live strong because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I will live strong because I know God is for me and not against me. I will live strong because I am more than a conqueror in Christ. I will live strong because I affirm who God is. Yes. Thank you for listening to our Gateway Sermon Podcast at our Gateway City Church, Clovis Campus. We'll be releasing a new episode every week, so be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out. Gateway City Church is one church that meets in multiple cities. To find us or to learn more, visit mygatewaycity.church. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you right here next week.